Coming up from Poinciana, Florida to Cornwall in the United Kingdom, we take your questions and emails. Coming up next. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 579, for the week of February 26th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com, experts in helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. One great reason to choose Dreams is that most of our agents are stay-at-home moms who are working hard to make money and take care of their kids so our economy can grow and America can be strong and prosperous. So if you don't book with Dreams, it means you're against mothers and against America. DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com, saving America one vacation at a time. Which makes John Captain America. Uh, I want to see him in the bodysuit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Hello and welcome, everyone, to the Diz Unplugged, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Julie Martin, and Walter Eccles. Back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, along with Sean Thompson and Craig Williams. Um, for the first time in a while, we are going to do one of our voicemail and email shows and uh, decided okay. to get back to this as a semi-regular segment. We used to do it uh, every week, and uh, we stopped doing it for a while and decided to bring it back, uh, do it once a month. And uh, everybody who's email and voicemail, we're about to say or play, uh, are going to get a Diz Unplugged t-shirt or a Diz Unplugged pin and lanyard, their choice. And they're going to be entered in a random drawing that we will do the end of next month for a shot at the Prize Matron. And if you have any questions or comments you'd like to send in, podcast at disunplugged.com is the email address, or you can give us a call toll-free in the U.S., 1-877-310-9662. You can also record a voicemail on your smartphone and email it to us, and the sound quality of that is excellent usually so that's actually what we prefer so if you want to do that you know saves you having to dial the phone because that's so much work um but we're going to get right to it and we're going to go over to walter for the first email okay don DeSico from point Siena, florida says hello team i've been a listener since the beginning and thanks for all that you do this is more of a comment than a question watching the video of Teresa and kathy at habit heroes brought back memories of cart cam or send Bob to the parks. Now that you're doing the fabulous video seg- segments, I would love to see send Teresa and Kathy to the parks. It's been wonderful to be part of the journey and the evolution of the podcast. I see amazing things on the horizon. It just keeps getting better. Congratulations on all your successes. It's well-deserved. That's very nice. I'd like very to see nice. send Teresa to work. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Um, you know, uh, the, uh, I, I, I agree with the sentiment of, you know, doing something with Kathy and Teresa kind of like that. However, um, that was a Bob segment and that was one of the things that I decided to retire when Bob passed away, that, uh, that was quintessential Bob, probably one of the best segments in my opinion we ever did it was probably i think the first video segment yeah. we ever did 
was uh, a send Bob to the parks for Star Wars weekend. Oh, that was wild, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> we'll have a li- we'll put a link to that okay. on the show notes page as well. Sean's loving me today because I'm throwing in all these extra. Oh, put a link to that in the show notes page. He's like, it's not in the script. I- I'm taking notes. Don't worry. All right. Um, and uh, it would be unfair to try and recreate that. And and you will also get a chance to. Uh, uh, you get a chance to see the difference in production quality when I was doing the videos and now that Dustin is doing the videos. Uh, but uh, but, we're also, yeah, but we, we actually have, uh, we do have plans. I mean, there are a number of things in the parks that we plan for uh, Teresa and Kathy to do. I, I got to tell you that the segments that we've done with them, the one in the Welcome Center with the right. uh, decorating your stateroom door I really like that. and that was the Habit Heroes, um, have been some of my favorites, and the two of them just—that chemistry is natural. That chemistry between them—they are <laughs> such good friends. The Lucy and Ethel. They say, are they're our they're Lucy and Ethel. But in the Lucy you know, and Ethel, the it's, podcast. It's, but not you know. Look, they're not clowns. Though. No, 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 um, not at all. And and this is chemistry. The, the chemistry is just yeah. In that regard, mm-hmm. I would say yes. Uh, that you know, and I really love the way their personalities come out when we do these things you can see kathy in the very first one she was a little shy Teresa sort of took the lead you know um but she has more of a personality where she, you know to be a, a leader and i could tell kathy was holding back just a little and as the segment went on i could see her getting more and more, more comfortable. more comfortable yeah well, look it's you know this is new for all of us i mean uh being on camera and and and, and doing this stuff but um i think you know what they've done and the response and the feedback we've gotten from it has been has been fantastic and uh you know, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to, uh, producing those segments and uh, working with them on that. And they're coming up with ideas. They're coming up with some great ideas. You are definitely going to see more of these uh, in the future. I appreciate uh, appreciate your writing in, Don. Thanks very much. That's nice. Let's uh, go back to Dustin with a voicemail. Yes, we have a voicemail from Stephen Gitler, who has a, a, a an unusual story for us. So. Let's go ahead and play that. Hi, everyone. This is Steve from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Disney Steve on the boards. My wife and I are looking forward to meeting all of you at the New Jersey Diz Meet in April. So we're excited about that. Uh, The reason I'm calling today is that even though you decided not to do the show about the strangest things we've seen at Disney World, I thought I would share my story anyway. So here it is. We were in Epcot one day a number of years ago and had just come out of the Living Seas. And off to the side, uh, there's, we see a small boy about three or four years old standing on the grassy slope with his pants down, urinating on the lawn while his father stands next to him, holding him up and helping him. And the really strange part was that off to the side on the sidewalk was his mother videotaping the whole performance. Uh, I thought it was a rather odd thing to be doing, especially the videotaping part. I can just imagine showing those home movies when they got back home to their family. I'm sure they'd all be very proud. But you never know what you're going to run across when you're in the parks. So that's my strange Disney World story. Um, I hope you enjoy it. And again, we're looking forward to meeting you all in New Jersey in April. Uh, Keep up the great work. I love the new format and the videos. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 
Well, this is actually not the first time I've heard of something like this. Um, I actually, when I used to work at Animal Kingdom, there's there's all these grassy areas like the quote-unquote jungle that you can go into, and, you know, kids are not supposed to go in there. Um, and for some reason, parents, and I don't know where these families are from or if it's a cultural thing, or I, I, I'm not sure, but they don't seem to have a problem with their children just going to a tree and, and doing that. Now, I've never seen anybody videotape anything like that. That's the unusual part in this story. Yeah, there's a fine line between yeah. letting your kid go to the bathroom in public and going to prison for it. So, Dustin, is that how you got inspired when people were taking video, ta- video of you? <laughs> wow. What? Is that inappropriate? <laughs> it might be. A little bit. A little bit. It could be. Oh, gosh. I just... Uh, I just Save that for your own backyard, people. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, seriously, that, not at Disney. That's a little bit too much leeway, too. Well, if you have Inside. a fence. I'm so, I grew up in the country, and I did have a brother who refused to go to the bathroom, so that's how he was potty trained. He would just pee right off the front porch. Not going to say names, because I don't want to embarrass either brother that I have. <laughs> <laughs> but it's narrowed down. It's a 50, you have a 50-50 shot of picking which one of Julie's brothers. Wait listen. a minute. I'm guessing the fireman. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> well, now we know. Now we know. All right. Well, okay. thank you uh, very much for that uh, voicemail, Steve. Uh, John. All right. Mine is from Vicky Rowe of St. Ostel, Cornwall, UK. Oh, I'm tired already. <laughs> <laughs> Took a lot out of it. Do you want me to hold your head up? <laughs> so long. Following on from the item on rude guests. I was really annoyed by a family in City Hall in Magic Kingdom. We were waiting to speak to a cast member on our final on our first day to get my husband's guest assistance card. He's quadriplegic and needs to be used at entrance without stairs. The family in front of me were so rude and demanding front of the line access. As much as the poor cast member tried to explain that's not how it really worked, they didn't get it. We live by the motto that we would be happy to wait the to wait twice the time as long as we actually get to ride nowhere in the uk is half as disabled friendly as disney amen that's the truth yeah now uh just for those who aren't aware that uh, a few weeks ago we had uh, put a call out for uh emails and voicemails about strangest things you've ever seen in the parks and uh experience with rude guests and we just didn't get enough responses to warrant doing a show on that so that's why i kind of folded the one some of the ones we received in uh into this but um i have something to say about this okay i would like anybody who thinks that someone who is looking to use a disabled vehicle uh, an ecv a wheelchair a guest assistance card please give it a shot just so you can see how much easier it really is Many of the rides that you get a guest assistance card, the guest assistance card is for people who, for whatever reason, cannot wait in line. It allows you to take a child with autism out of line. It allows you to, for someone who can't stand, it's not front of the line access. The rest of your party can wait in the line. It's to help people be able to ride the rides. Most of the time when you're in an ECV or a wheelchair, you can't get in every car on the ride. You have to wait 
for the accessible ride, which means that it could have just passed you and you have to wait for everybody else to get on ahead of you. Mm -hmm. If you think this is so easy, don't back out. Go rent a wheelchair. Go through the Magic Kingdom for the day. Have someone push you through the Magic Kingdom Mm -hmm. and tell me what a good time you had. I'm tired of hearing about this. I don't care if you have to wait longer because someone in a wheelchair got on the bus. I just don't care. Don't go. Stop whining about it. And trade places with the person in the wheelchair and see if you really think it's that much easier. Mm -hmm. I think people who make these disgusting comments on the disboards and any place else should pretty much rot. Your comments are untoward unfriendly, unhealthy, and you need to put your money where your mouth is. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. I like the motto that they live by. I think that's an excellent way to look at visiting a theme park. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for saying that, Kevin. I think it needs to be said repeatedly. And uh, thank you, Vicki, for sending in that email. Um, I have the next one, and I, I don't know... This person didn't really leave a name from Burlington, Vermont. I was listening to your Fast Pass Plus podcast and had to take exception to your expressed thoughts. This is aimed at me uh, about those staying at deluxe resorts should be entitled to more Fast Passes based on their resort expenditure. I feel compelled to remind you that everyone is paying the same money for their tickets or essentially anyway. Resort accommodation level should never be figured into that system. And I stay at deluxes, too. Well, I appreciate your 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 comments and your feedback and i'm not saying they should i'm saying they could and i wouldn't particularly have a problem with that if uh someone who's staying at a deluxe resort you know look when you spend more money and yes the ticket prices are all the same i understand that and everybody has same access but these are all owned by disney this is the resorts and the theme parks kind of go hand in hand. Uh, it's all part of the experience. And yeah, if you're going to spend a certain amount of money, I don't think they do it just for people at Deluxes. My thought was that it might be something they perk concierge guests with. Uh, you're not going to know if somebody is a concierge guest. They're not going to be walking around with a big concierge <laughs> guest hat on. Um, and, you know, I think... When Disney needs to find ways to increase, uh, they, they don't have problems filling the All-Stars. They don't have problems filling Pop Century. They're not having any problems filling Art of Animation right now. Uh, but there are times where they do have problems filling the Deluxes, and this may be something they go to. That was my point, and if they do go to it, I don't particularly have a problem with that. I have an easier way. Bring the price down by 100 bucks a night. Or that. <laughs> or that. This isn't science. I mean, just make the, if you're not filling them, it's because people are, don't think they're worth the money. Well, what about, I mean, I think that this opens up a whole different thing for Disney to do for incentives for not busy times of year. If you want to fill that second week in September, you know what? Give everybody extra fast passes. Something like similar to what Universal does. If you stay at their on-site, you get front-of-the-line access? Or Yeah, nobody seems to have a problem with that. Um well, you know, what we were talking about, this is a few weeks ago, what we were talking about on the show is what Disney might do, where they could possibly go with FastPass oh, Plus. Right, okay. And that one of the things that we speculated on, because we'd heard this rumor years ago, that they might start offering special FastPasses to people staying in concierge or at deluxe resorts. 
And my speculation was that that could have been around the time they started working on my Magic Plus and, and the FastPass Plus system, and that maybe what we're going to see as this rolls out after it gets established is that they might start offering additional FastPass Pluses to deluxe guests, deluxe hotel guests, or concierge guests. And some people vehemently disagreed with me on that, that, okay, that's fine. I respect your opinion. I just don't share it. I think that when you spend a, cer- when you spend a certain amount of money, there's nothing wrong with getting more perks. There's nothing wrong with getting right. more perks, and there's nothing wrong with Disney giving you perks inside the theme parks as part of that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know, I, it's like, I don't know. I, I just, that's my personal opinion. And I respect that other people see it differently. It's just how I see it. I think well, I wasn't there for the conversation. I wish I was because uh, I have a lot of opinions on Fast Pass Plus. But I think part of the problem is what something Disney's done and that they do quite a bit is that there's a great deal of unknown now. There's a great deal of speculation about how is this really going to work and how is it going to be implemented. So there's all these things going on out there. Well, that means that I'm going to have less fast passes or I'm not going to be able to get on my ride. Or So I think Disney's fault has become not educating people. About well, it. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think people are starting to think that it's going to be like the Titanic, that there's going to be steerage class on rides. Right. That you, you know, you're going to get on the lifeboat first. <laughs> and if you're staying at the Pop Century, you're behind the gate when the boat sings. God, I love I you. I got to tell you that. I love I, you. I love I you. That's a really awesome you. comparison. That is like, fantastic. Calm down. <laughs> oh, you got to sit in the back of the small world boat. <laughs> I built you a nice ride, Rose. <laughs> Victor Garber, also gay. Just want to point that out. He used to. He, there was a man who worked at the Contemporary in, in Valley Parking, and every time we would pull in, part pull in, one of us would yell, "Oh, look! There's Victor Garber." Um, that oh. segue to absolutely nothing. Right. Cut to Pete. <laughs> Oh, you're up next. Oh, I'm up next. Cut That's to right. Cut to Kevin. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Hang on just a second. Let me get back. All right. You all complain that your emails are wrong. Just... Mine is from Marcy Smith, and Marcy has written me a novel. <laughs> <laughs> it's an entire page. It was the best of times. It was the worst. <laughs> all right. Marcy is M. Jacqueline on the boards, and I'm sure she's assuming that I'm joking with her. She should be. Uh, I don't know the answer to the first one, so you guys are going to have to help me. I was assigned this as I walked in today. We have a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise booked on the Fantasy in October. We have four adults and two children on our party, so we plan to take a town car or limo to the port and had wanted to use the DCL transportation back to... um, Orlando International, on the day we return home in order to take advantage of the onboard airline check-in. Unfortunately, I just found that that the only flights available out of Orlando going back home are after 7 p.m. Okay, Marcy, you need a better travel agent. Um, Pray to God she's not a dreams client. (laughs) 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 Even we can't adjust the airline schedules, no matter how hard we try. 
If we do this, this will mean we'll probably end up at Orlando Airport at 10.30 in the morning and have to sit around at the airport all day until 7 p.m. Is there any way to use the onboard airline check-in and not use the DCL bus transportation back to the airport? We would really like to use this service because we have two small children that use double stroller and lots of bags. So the onboard airline check-in would be very helpful. What do you suggest? Would it make sense to take DCL transportation just to be able to use the online airline board check-in <laughs> <laughs> or rent a car when we get ba- and rent a car when we get back to Orlando so we don't have to be stuck there all day I, I've never I live in Orlando <laughs> I've, never done, I've never been on a Disney cruise where I did an online airline board in check-in. No, I understand I understand what she's talking about this is basically in terms of handling the strollers and the mm-hmm. luggage and not having to lug it around with them all day um, you know it's First of all, you know, the nice thing about Orlando International is there's a lot there. I mean, there's a lot of stores and stuff there. You can also take a room for the day at the uh, what's Hyatt, that, Hyatt? Um, and, and chill out there. Um, but I, I, I think you have to. I hassle I, of renting a car. Because she's saying once they get to MCO that they would rent a car so they weren't stuck there all day. I mean, the car rentals are not at the airport. You have to take a shuttle from the airport to wherever your rental car is. And then worry about gassing it back up and then taking that car back to the rental car place and then shuttling back over to the airport with your two small children. I think think you're – I I really think you're you're stuck at the airport. Yeah. You're stuck at the airport. Or look for a different flight. Yeah. I mean, this is that's that's a long day. There is stuff to do at the airport, and there's places to sit. It, but you yeah, know, if you're getting yeah. there, you're going to spend six hours in the airport. Yeah, you can also go to the Welcome time. Center and Walter or watch your uh, your luggage, and watch your kids. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> how good the day that I'm How off. good are they making baskets? <laughs> <laughs> can they wrap candy? Because I also thought about I don't know how old her children are. She didn't specify. No, she didn't. I mean, whether that they take naps during the day. I mean. For me, for myself, if this were me, I would seriously consider getting the room. The hotel room sounded like a good option. So that you would have somewhere to go with them and let them relax or or do whatever. And there's even the the hotel has a pool, I I understand. Oh, I I didn't know that. I think maybe it doesn't. Maybe I'm just making stuff. On top of the airport? I think that's a fountain. There's a fountain out front. That's what I I meant. It has a fountain. (laughs) All right, chapter two of Marcy's email. I hope it doesn't involve onboard airline check-in. I really do. <laughs> My husband and I like are thinking about booking an ABD trip for our family of four in 2014 or 15. My youngest child will be five or six when we go, depending on the dates. We'd like to start with one of the trips here in the U.S. and then do another when the kids are older and out of the country. Oh, wait. Let me read that again. That doesn't make sense. We'd like to do another when the kids are older where we go out of the country. My question is, I see that many of the adventures include things like horseback riding, whitewater rafting, and other activities that my youngest might not be able to do. Does ABD offer alternative activities for families with young children? Also, I saw that there is an available backstage magic trip for President's Week next February. This date would be perfect for us because our daughter has the entire week off from school. Are you considering adding any backstage magic trips with the podcast team in 2014? As much as we'd love to book it, my husband and I would both feel more comfortable going on an ABD trip with people... We feel like we know, even though we really don't know. You know, it feels like we do because you've come into our homes. I have never been in your house, woman. 
<laughs> okay, Marcy, let's take this apart. Let's do this in pieces. Yes, we're thinking of adding a couple of Adventures by Disney backstage magics in 2014. Disney has not in, uh, announced, or ABD has not announced their 2014 dates yet. Our dates for 2013 are already set in stone and fall. I think we can say we will, we will guarantee two trips. But we don't have dates for, or written. Right, for backstage yeah. magic. Yeah. We, we are have, definitely going to do at least two next year. Right. And, uh, but yeah, we don't have any other we, information. We don't have any information. They haven't told us what they are yet. Right. Or what the dates are. The next part of your question, is there alternative activities for kids? ABD is terrific at handling children. Uh, as a matter of fact, John and I went on a trip to Italy where your choice was adults were supposed to go to a wine tasting and kids could go to... A wine uh, tasting. <laughs> a wine serving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just snorted. Um Kids were going to a, a gelato tasting. Mm. Well, John and I and a couple of the adults decided that sounded like entirely more fun. We're not big on wine, so we went to the gelato tasting. There's always and then pushed all the children out of the way and took their gelato. <laughs> we took their spoons. That made it easier. <laughs> uh, yes, there's always an alternative activity. I also want people to know, I get this question a lot when people are discussing booking a trip. It's not written anywhere that you have to participate in any activity. Correct. I have been to London and, on the London and Paris trip twice, and I have never been to the to Versailles. I would not go horseback riding. I would not go whitewater rafting. These are just, I'm, there's a bicycle ride in Germany that I have no intention of doing. <laughs> I want to be able to walk the next day. So there's there's always an alternative. There's always something else to do. So if your children cannot participate in the activity. ABD will have something planned for them. And I can't always tell you what it is because they kind of work on the fly at times. Mm. They might find out at the last minute that there's someone in the group who doesn't want to participate. So all of a sudden that activity, the alternative activity changes or weather is inclement and uh, everybody's activity changes. But they're very good about accommodating everybody on the trip with something to do. Always. And, you know, look, I've done... What am, what am I on? 13, 14 ABDs. Uh, and there have been activities, especially like, you know, when we did the Southwest Splendors, uh, even in Australia, uh, there were there were activities that I, wa- I wasn't interested in, you know. And there's, they always work around that. They always work around that. And especially with kids, I, I tell you, just vacationing with Adventures by Disney with children, I mean, you basically have two full-time babysitters. The other phenomenon I've noticed is that even when there are not specialized activities for children, you not only have two full-time guides who are very aware of your children, however many adults are on the trip, you have that many other pairs of eyes. Right, that's true. That's true. And it's not like anybody's been assigned watching your kids. That really leads me into what I was going to say. You talk about it would be more fun to go with people you sort of know. I find one of the hardest things to sell anybody on is the part of your trip where you're going to travel. Okay. calling. Uh, the part of your trip where you're going to travel with a group of people that you may or may not know, but two days in, you're already fast friends. Yeah. I think the hardest person I ever had to sell was Kathy Whirling. She told me she wasn't going to make friends with anybody. I would have thought it would Pete, but. No, but when Pete and I show up at things, we're just like. 
we got to go see the new people, and we don't like new people, and we don't, and we try to avoid them. We'll sit somewhere What's far wrong away. With you? Did you catch Johnson? No, no, no. Until we have to, and then once you get, I'm there, from New like, Jersey, woman. This is <laughs> like, how we are. They're all very nice, but it takes a while to warm up to that. You wouldn't think it'd be as easy. And by the as end of the is. trip, you love everybody. I still yeah. get Christmas cards from folks that I went on a trip with in two, two, uh, 2006. That being said, I'm, I, I'm biased. There's nothing like a Diz exclusive trip. It's welcoming and warm and you get up in the morning knowing that no matter what you're going to have somebody to sit with at lunch and if you wanted to go to dinner there's somebody to go to dinner with and if you want to go stroll off on your own that's okay too that there will be people who will be there when you get back it's great fun traveling with your soon to be friends so I hope I've answered your question great thank you very much for that Marcy thank you Kevin let's go over to Julie um, mine's from Eric Racer in Mechanicsville, Virginia. Woohoo! <laughs> I just finished watching the Girls Only Show, Ladies Only Show, and I loved it. <laughs> it was fun and very informative. I would love to see these ladies have a Ladies Only Show once a month, and let's talk about looking natural. They were sitting there having a conversation among friends, not giving any thought to the cameras. Once again, I loved all caps the show. Thank you, Eric. Well, thank you, Eric. <laughs> we had a lot of fun doing it. Um, we're actually trying to plan the next show and what we're going to do because we'll have Leah here in town. So it'll be really nice Ooh. maybe to go out into the parks, the four of us, and get into some trouble. That's Not fun. real trouble, but, you know, just have some fun together. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Thanks very much for that, Eric. Uh, Sean, you have a voicemail. Yeah, so next up we have a voicemail from Lori Ruby. And I just want to preface it by saying that this is completely unrelated to my recent stay at Wilderness Lodge. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Pete. Um, I'm responding to your Facebook post about the strangest thing I've ever seen at Disney World. Um, one year we were staying at Wilderness Lodge, and we were in the Bear's Face area, and sitting out on the balcony, and on the right-hand wing, all of a sudden we noticed a man come out onto the balcony buck naked. I'm assuming he was putting a bathing suit or something on the chair to dry, and I guess he didn't think anyone else would notice him, but I have to say that was very strange to see a naked man on the balcony. Um, my email is lruby. Oh, thank you for that. Uh, we forgot email. to edit out her email address, so we had to make sure we <laughs> cut her off before we sent her email address out to the world. Um, thank you. That uh, I would have been horrified to walk out with my coffee and be like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> well, you, you do have to check it out. I mean, I'm, I'm like naked boy, but you look. If someone can see me, then you don't do it. You know. Because. Or in your case, you just don't care. <laughs> but this is not Mardi Gras. I, okay, if I'm on Bourbon Street, I expect to see something like that up on a balcony or out on the street, not at Disney. Have you ever seen that though, where people they they lose themselves and they forget that there's people like right there looking at your balcony and they do things. I've seen that. And I, I like how Sean had a. I, I like how Sean had a preface that this was not related to my recent related to my recent stay at the Wilderness Lodge. Yeah, I was a lot more careful than that guy. Well, you know, Sean, were you on your bacon, Were you on your balcony, Kovanzane? <laughs> Little Q. It wasn't Sean because this man was hanging up his underwear, and Sean doesn't wear any, so we knew that it wasn't. Okay, thank you for hey, that, Lori. Now, now commando touring means something else. <laughs> oh. I and we're she was, gonna move over to Walter. I like that she was all up in the bear's face. She said I was in the bear's face, so he's all street about it. <laughs> what? She didn't say she was up in the grill. Oh, she was. All right. Sorry. 
Go ahead, Walter. This is Candy Sonnenberg from Huntingdon, Pennsylvania. Hi, podcast team. <clears throat> I dealt what I consider a rude behavior at the park with sar- sarcastic kindness. I waited pol- politely in line to add my child's attraction picture to my photo pass. I was finally next when a gentleman, she has in quotation marks, just cut the whole line and went to the counter. I made eye contact, then politely thanked him for jumping ahead of me and reminding him that I was on vacation and my time was my own and has <clears throat> that it was her own time and that her, her time does have value. He was sort of speechless. I think he was foreign. He was feigning a foreign language. I smiled and gestured to him to continue his photo purchase. I was mad, yet at the same time I was on vacation and wasn't willing to let a moron ruin my day. Love you guys. Have a great week. Thanks, Candy. Actually, what she's saying makes a lot of sense because sometimes there are, you see people do incredibly stupid things and it comes down to, are you going to let them ruin your day? Or are you just going to, I mean, you have no control over what someone else does. Well, there, you know, look, you have three, three options when something like this happens. You can not say anything at all and let them get away with it. But you shouldn't. You can be like me where you say something and it's usually not pleasant or actually she did the best do thing. what Candy did yeah. and kind of make a, you know, somewhat passive aggressive statement. You're not being obnoxious, but you're letting the guy know I, I'm calling you out on what you did. Um, and uh, I'll have to try that sometime. This is, you know. I know, you just I know. get the white rabbit to take him out. Yeah, really, or, <laughs> or that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, for me, when I think about rude people at the park, I, you know, my, my head goes right to parades. Um, the parade situation. Um, and the people that scope out their spot an hour or so before parade waiting patiently and then someone shows up three seconds before it starts and stands there knowing the cast member is going to ask you to back up because they can't be oh walter's a little bitter <laughs> no, no no it happened to us before <laughs> and they told to me and Pete to to back up and we're just like we're not moving we're not moving and the guy's like um I, we, we you have to back up and pete and i were just like we told the cast member we are not moving we've been here 45 minutes they just showed up three seconds ago we have no intentions of moving so the cast member actually got them and had to take them somewhere else. But we're just like, that's not going to happen. I'm telling yeah. you now. If a cart run over, over this family, I don't care. We're my, not moving. My, my standing rule is that if I see somebody behind me that has small kids, I'm going to let the kids stand in front of me. Kids aren't going to block my view. Unless I'm like filming and mm-hmm. I've got a tripod set up and I can't. But sh- short of that, um, you know, I've got no problem letting the kids stand in front of me. Dad or mom... It's going to have to stay where they are. Um, Corey and I always sit on either side of their stroller. Because Ferris and Finley sit side by side in their double. Um, and we always go about 45 minutes ahead of time and right. feed them popcorn and get them to wait. And usually that we have a family who will come up behind us. And the reason Corey and I do sit on the sides is so that if there is a family who comes behind us, their children can see over our stroller. You know, like it was a teenager. Smart. And I see. She's like, is it okay if my daughter stands here? And I was like, of course it's okay. You know, no problem. Right, exactly. I mean, there's no reason. I think some people get very territorial about, you know, the parade spot. And I understand that, especially you've been standing there for an hour. um, And, yeah, the people who show up three minutes before you, uh, before the parade starts, no. I don't think you should be giving them a lot of consideration. It's their fault they weren't there. But, you know, I've seen people, like, just 
block children from seeing a parade. Yeah. And you know, look, it's not the it's not the, the the kids' fault that their parents didn't plan. Um, and you know, I think I just, it's, I, that it's I don't common feel sense has got to take over. You know, if it's a kid, they can stand in front of you. It's not going to block their parade, and it's a child. You know, like you said, it's not their fault. The parents didn't plan ahead. So, so. why would you take it out on a child? That doesn't make sense. So. Well, thank you for sending that in, Candy. Um, I have the next one from Leslie Sawhook in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, Pete and team. I'm loving your new video format. We actually paid for Xbox Gold so we can stream it and watch it at night on our TV on Tuesdays like you are on prime time. That's a scary thought. Uh, I am drawn to your decor and find myself studying it as you are talking. Um, By decor, she means my jewelry. Um, I think I see Bob. You see dead people. uh, In a framed picture behind you, Pete, and possibly the wine glass you received at Le Cellier on New Year's. Is it possible for you to take time on an episode to explain some of what we are seeing around the room, where you got it, importance of it, etc.? Again, thanks so much for all you do. Love, love, love this new format, guys. Keep up the great work, Leslie. Well, thank you very much for that, Leslie. We appreciate it. Um, I don't mind. Uh, am I going to screw you up if I move this? What, the microphone? Yeah. No, it's fine. Okay. Um, I don't mind, if you don't mind me turning my back to you for a second, uh, telling you a few things that are back here. Um, that is up here in the corner. That is a picture of Bob, and that is also Bob's microphone uh, that he used when he was on the show, along with his uh, ID tag. I think that was from the first Dismeet that we did at the Swan Dolphin. I'm pretty sure that's what that's from. Yeah, it's paper. I think um, so. We had to write them out. The flag in the uh, in, in the case was actually given to us by one of our listeners who served in Afghanistan. And they flew that flag on our behalf, which I thought was amazing uh, for them to do that. Um, Up in this corner, which is a bit harder to see, is uh, a picture of Max. And his duck. And this um, was his... uh, (laughs) That was his uh, stuff... One of his stuffed toys, his mallard. And... uh, the uh, few days after he passed, after we had to have him put down, um, I had come into the studio and found that in here. He had left it in here uh, right before he died. So um, I put that up there along with one of his toys and his his picture. Um, so that's what's up on the top shelf. Um, I will... Uh, we can come down now. Um <clears throat> I will at some point uh, do more talking about a lot of the things that we have in here. Uh, it was a lot of fun and a lot of money uh, buying up a lot of stuff. Um, I got to tell you something. I have no relationship with this company whatsoever other than that they have a lot of my money now. Uh, Theme Park Connection. Uh, they have a great store on eBay. They're also a retail location here in are they in Orlando? Or are they? No, no, they're in Ocoee, right? <laughs> they're in Ocoee. They're in Winter Garden, actually. Oh, Winter Garden. Okay. And it's you'd really you really have to have the GPS coordinates. It's impossible to find. <laughs> um, two pieces that you can see uh, on screen uh, back over here: this Disneyland shadow box, and if we cut to Kevin's shot, that uh, pa- that is a three D uh, paper sculpture. Um, are both pieces by an artist by the name of Dave Avanzino. And uh, 
I just, you know, I saw that Fantasyland piece is one of 25 that was made, and I got the 25th one yeah. uh, uh, when I was at uh, one of the previews for Fantasyland. And uh, <clears throat> the shadow box stuff, I just love. I just, you know, something I'm drawn to. And You uh, gave us a beautiful one after one Disneyland trip. Yeah. Us too. Yep. Yeah. I love it. And uh, it uh, turns out Dave has been watching the show. And made a comment on one of our uh, YouTube videos that he was really proud to see one of his pieces uh, there in the back. So that was that was really really cool. So uh, yeah, we've got a lot. There's, a, there's actually a lot of stuff here uh, with some with some cool stories, and we will in future episodes do something with that. But we appreciate the question. Thank you very much, Sean and a friend of ours. We were in Theme Park Connection last weekend. And I was lucky enough to find the poster for the second Festival of the Masters event. It was called Art in the Village from 1976. An original poster in awesome shape, and I paid 20 bucks for it. So they do have a storefront in Winter Garden. They do. It's in an industrial park far off the beaten path. It's... Once you've been there, you can get there again, but it's difficult to find the first time. And don't think Macy's kind of retail. This is more like big warehouse with a bunch of stuff in it. Sounds interesting. Recently, I bought one of the benches that was used in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. It was an actual movie prop. Wow. Yeah, they have some great stuff. Uh, Before we move on, we've gotten a few questions about the Haunted Mansion uh, stained glass. Hanging ah behind yes, Julie. hanging so behind Julie. You, I just want to tell you got those. <laughs> they're not stained glass, though. Those were they're not stained glass technically. No, they are um, they are glass, and they are uh, obviously the uh, uh, stretch portraits. stretch portraits from uh, the the haunted mansion. Um, these I found on eBay, and there there were a couple of them out there, but apparently these were sold. At an event in Disneyland uh, some years ago, and uh, I just I thought they were really intriguing and different, and uh, so I bought them. But that's uh, yeah, you can find those you can find those on eBay. I know that uh, I had I think there were two or three of them up on eBay for auction when I bought that one, and so and it, it came in great condition, great really cool box. Uh, it was uh, it was some special event, and I don't have it off the top of my off the top of my head. But there was a special event in Disneyland a few years ago where uh, they were selling those limited edition. And uh, I just you know I look for the things that appeal to me. You know, if you go to Walter's shot, um, you can see the telephone sign that was from Hollywood Studios or MGM Studios. And uh, that wall has a lot of MGM Studio stuff. The original eyes and ears, uh, you can't see in the shot. Yeah. Um, but the newsletter down underneath the telephone sign. Maybe what we could do is, uh, you're looking for segments to end the news rapid fire portion. Maybe we could pull a piece off. That's not a bad Talk idea. Talk about it. Talk about it. We just yeah. pulled a piece off back here, and Kevin had some fantastic trivia about it. So maybe that's something we can do. There you go. See if it sparks a conversation. And as my as my my microphone <gasps> is, I'm going limp. There you go. Sounds like we might getting getting some thunder also. Oh, okay. 
I don't. I, Do you want me to come fix it? Would you come fix the mic, please? It's eventually going to be on the floor because, <laughs> like, there must be a pill for it. It has slowly just started. It's the unguard <laughs> control here. This is one of those things. Well, we're live. Oh, and he has the pliers in hand. Yikes. <laughs> Righty tidy, lefty. Oh, no, I went the wrong way. Good to know Dustin can fix limp mic. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. All better. All right. So yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely do more with a lot of the memorabilia that's in here. So, thank you very much for that, Leslie. As things continue to get adjusted. <laughs> um, let's go to John. All right, and my next email comes from Ashley, Mansf- Ashley Mansfield from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hi, guys. Thanks for giving me the Disney fix I need daily. I'm a DVC member, and I have a question I'm hoping you can answer. As DVC members, can we get our park tickets added to our Key to the World cards? I've been told yes and no. I've even tried while on vacation, and again, I've been told different things each time. As a DVC member, is this going to be part of the all-new My Magic Plus for members? Thank you for any help you can give. I love the show, and even got my wife listening to the show with me. Um, first of all, I apologize that you have the typical Disney cast member experience. Ask two cast members, you get two different answers. Um, yes, you could have your uh, passes added to, added to your Key to the World card. That's for any resort you're staying on in Disney property. It doesn't matter if you're booking through DVC or not. Uh, oddly that someone would not give you the right answer about that. That seems like everyone can do it. My Magic Plus. Um, we don't have specific information yet about how it's going to work for annual pass holders or DVC members. Uh, FastPass Plus is going to be available to anybody who has a ticket. Correct. So the assumption is that My Magic Plus will work with your DVC reservation. That's what we're being told. Again, I think we're in this sort of nebulous information pocket where you know Disney hasn't really released all the information yet about it. I can't imagine that Disney is going to ignore DVC members and not give them all the perks of anyone else staying on Disney property. Given how much, yeah, they've said they've said repeatedly that uh, you know they're you know very conscious of the annual pass holders and the Dis- <coughs> excuse me the Disney Vacation Club members. So you know I'm just I, I really wish they by now that they would have released some more information about what they're doing with that, but I haven't heard it. Maybe they have, and I just missed it. But well, I mean, we had heard that this was all going to start second week in February, so we're February what twenty sixth now. Yeah. So I mean. And still nothing official has been gone out. We, we're still working with, um, you know, there's an old uh, dining reservation system that we're working with, with people who now have the My Magic Plus, and we're trying to integrate all that together, too. So right. we're hoping they get their act together soon. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Ashley. Um, uh, before we actually move on to Julie, I've been asked to give a correction. Okay. Um, it turns out that most rental car sites are all actually at the airport, so you don't have to go anywhere. You just go downstairs... No, no, no. I mean, like, to actually get the physical car. You're saying there's a garage. There, there, is, oh, there are okay. some in the garage. But it's still a pain. It's still a pain. So, to rent it for a few hours. Yeah, they actually got rid of really good parking spaces to put in the rental car. I know. Ugh. Send them off-site. Maybe made me mad. All right. Uh, Julie. 
Yeah, I was just trying to do a little research on the Kingdom Keepers. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, this is from Liz. Uh, I wish for Disney. She's in Vieira, Florida. I just wanted to give a review for the Kingdom Keepers books they sell at the Disney parks and resorts. My son got one as a Christmas gift, and he is now hooked. It's a great storyline, and all the kids seem to love them. He has shared them with his friends as well. After watching the live show and mentioning in the chat section that they should be made into movies, most of your listeners have agreed. So I thought I would tell you guys about the book since I've never heard them mentioned, and maybe it would give... Maybe it would be something cool for parents to give to their children to help them with reading. We love, love, love the first video episode. Keep up all the great work. Um, So, (laughs) I knew they were books. That's all I knew. (laughs) Does anybody know what these are? Yeah, I do. I have a... It's a series. So, apparently now this is the... One, two, three, four. The sixth series of books. By Ridley Pearson? By Ridley Pearson. Um. The first one is Disney After Dark, um, Disney at Dawn, These are for Disney in Shadow, Power Play, and Shell Game. And the newest um, series is called Dark Passage. And there are five kingdom keepers, and they have a core group of friends, and they have now uncovered a startling truth that Maleficent and the Overtakers, a.k.a. the Disney villains, are plotting a catastrophic event that could have repercussions far beyond the world of Disney. What it is is it's I don't know if it's considered young adult or younger than that, but it's fiction. Uh, and this particular writer has uh, worked out an agreement with Disney to use Disney characters in his pieces of fiction. Hmm. Um, so he, you'll see Disney characters show up. You'll see areas of theme parks show up. Yeah, and it's kind of a this uh, one takes mystery. place on board Disney Cruise Line, right? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I know adults who have read it and said that um, while it's not great literature um keeps them connected to disney yeah Hmm. yeah i've actually read the first two um probably a couple years ago now and it is good for like young adults it would definitely be something they're into as an adult it's really cheesy and like the first book was surrounded by that online game the virtual magic kingdom Mm. like and that's completely gone now so if you read it now you have no idea unless you were around for that but they are fun it was but good. Craig was also uh, uh, really big into Twilight. Was he? he was, uh, absolutely. He was Team Jacob. <laughs> oh, sad. Was? Your team lost. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, Liz. Our final email comes to us. Well, Dustin, that's yours. So. Yeah, yeah. My uh, email comes to us from Suzanne Courtney. She's from uh, Dublin, Ohio. Hello, podcast team. Love your show. My kids have gotten to the age where they love to ride thrill rides. However, my favorite rides are the slow boat rides to nowhere, Mexico, small world, etc. Could you give me some tips about where I could spend my time while they're on the various roller coasters? I found the area around Expedition Everest especially challenging to find some way to occupy my time while still being available to meet up with my family once they were off the ride. Thanks, Sue's 8 on the boards. Suzanne Courtney. I made a list of the uh, roller coasters and like some good areas to occupy, occupy your time or just hang out. Um, first of all, in the Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain, you can always hang out at the arcade if it's not that long of a line person waiting for you can wait in the arcade or near those tables by the speedway 
I'm thinking ice cream at anti-gravities. <laughs> or that. Or that. And, you know, a lot of this has to do with easily meeting up with them. So we're assuming you have, like, cell phones or those radio things that you can easily get in touch with people. Those newfangled radio <laughs> things. Those, those Walkie-talkies. <laughs> wow. Um, if, if it's a longer wait in Tomorrowland, you could always go to Carousel of Progress as well. It's Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain. Um, shopping in Frontierland is always good. Um, and, there, of course, I think there's some rocking chairs by the exit of Splash Mountain yeah. you can hang out at. Um, but, again, if it's a really long line, you could go on the riverboat or Country Bears. Um, and also at... Makes your wait seem even longer. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the exact same yeah. thing. Oh, that's going to slow things down. <laughs> And over at, uh, over at Epcot, these are just the thrill rides again. Over at Epcot, you have Mission Space and Test Track. At Mission Space, you can always go to the Advanced Training Lab, which is their kind of arcade at the end of it. Um, and at Test Track, uh, you could maybe hop over to the Mexican boat ride. It's not that far away. I know she likes the boat rides. There are margaritas over there, too. There are margaritas, yeah. And um, if you really want to have a long wait at test track and you really want to have fun, you can always go to universe of energy. So it's kind of, yeah, that's three hours of your life. You're never getting back. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, and then at rock and roller coaster and tower of terror, uh, the good thing with Hollywood studios is there's a lot of shows and it's and streetmosphere as well. Mm-hmm. So it's really good over on, um, what is it? Holly? No sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see Beauty and the Beast, or you could go over to Mermaid, uh, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, or you could see the streetmosphere there. And over at Star Tours, uh, you could, if you don't want to ride that, you could go see Indiana Jones or the Muppets. And, uh, and she mentioned Expedition Everest. There's not a lot of great places to go. I would recommend just hopping over to Dino Land. There's some cool stuff over there if you want to see the shops or if you want to go to Dino Rama, play some of the games, look at some of the merchandise. Uh, or if you have a lot of time to kill, again, you could see Finding Nemo if the if the time's matched up right. And uh, if you don't want to do the safari uh, or Kali River Rapids, you could go to either the Maharaja Jungle Trek or the Pangani Forest Exploration Trail. I think that's the best thing to do at Animal Kingdom if you're trying to kill some time waiting for somebody. Go through the Pangani Forest Trail or go through Maharaja Jungle Trek. Those are fantastic. Um, but those are my tips. I don't know if you guys have any other things you like to do if you don't. Uh, if you don't ride roller coasters, but well, one of the things is depending on how long the wait is, join them in line. The lines at Disney are interactive. They're cool. They're fun. They're made to be entertaining. Walk with them in line, and then when they get on the ride, just meet them at the exit. Right. There's always the the, the chicken exit. Chicken exit right? at the end of the at the end of the line. The rides themselves are you know seconds long, so it's not like you're waiting a long time for them to finish the ride. That's something we do a lot when people are in town. We don't want to go on the rides. But we hang out with them in line. Or you do what I do. Just go sit in the smoking area and chain smoke until they get back. (laughs) (laughs) And And tap your watch. (laughs) And if people um, don't want to ride and they happen to have children that are under the height requirement, sometimes they don't let you into the line. So just uh, on John's advice there, that's a little, little caveat there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that, Dustin. Thank you, Liz, or excuse me, uh, Suzanne, Suzanne, for the email. That is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another episode of the Dis Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn place. <laughs> <laughs>